The X-Zone radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the X-Zone radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Bus stop wet day, she's there, I say, be shell my umbrella. Bus stop, bus go, she stays, love grows under my umbrella. Welcome back, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon on the Talkstar Radio Network, Exxon TV, and on Shortwave, as well as through our fine family of broadcast affiliates across Canada, the United States, Central America, the Caribbean, South America, the Pacific Rim, and now the Exxon is in 20 Asian countries. one 877 is our toll-free number. My email address is xzone at talkstarradio.com on MSN Messenger. You can chat with us live here in the studio by using the following address on MSN, talkstarradio at hotmail.com. And our two websites, www.xzoneradio.com and www.xzonetv.com. My guest this hour is Dr. Carrie Joyce. She is a best-selling author, a compassionate, highly respected psychotherapist and director of the Center for Creative Change in Spokane, Washington. She is the author of Choosing Lightheartedness, a 33-day journal to overcome anxiety, depression, and dysfunctional family issues, and the exciting new online e-course, Journey to Lightheartedness. This media veteran has been a guest on ABC and NBC TV news programs, appeared on numerous radio shows around the country, and has been quoted in Women's World Magazine. And Dr. Carrie Joyce, welcome to the X-Zone. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Carrie, it's great having you with us tonight. And uh, tonight you and I are going to be talking about can angels and spirituality help you heal deep psychological wounds? And how important are angels in our lives? And have you ever seen an angel? Well, I haven't personally seen one, but I've felt them many Mm -hmm. times in my life. Um, In fact, I feel them regularly. They have a they have a definite energy about them, and uh, once you once you get familiar with them, you can recognize the energy. It's it's fun. It's it makes you laugh. It makes you um, enjoy life more. It gives you that little tingle in life, doesn't it? 
It does. It absolutely yeah. does. It it just makes you see, you know, the funny side of life or, mm-hmm. or helps you notice the beauty or um, the special moments. Um, the angels are definitely there. I guess it goes to the old saying, you know, is the glass half empty or half full? And I think the angels always get you to the point where you say, hey, that glass is half full. Absolutely. They, yeah, they definitely help you appreciate um, the good in life. Now, Doctor, have you ever experienced depression or anxiety personally? I have. I started out, um, I got into being a therapist because I was very depressed myself. Um, it was it was long ago when I just got out of college, mm-hmm. and I was so depressed that I was questioning the meaning of life. And luckily, I got into a therapy group back then, and that therapy group just opened up a whole new world to me and made me realize that I I wanted to work in the field because when I got better myself, I really wanted to help other people get better too. one 877 is our toll-free number. My guest this hour is Dr. Carrie Joyce. Her website is www.carrie-joyce.com. Now, why did you write Choosing Lightheartedness? I wrote Choosing Lightheartedness because I wanted to write a simple book mm-hmm. that anybody could use um, that would help them heal uh, the, um, the pain in their life, the emotional pain in their life, the, the pain that causes things like anxiety or depression or poor self-esteem. Right. Because I came from that background myself, I know how hard it is to overcome those kinds of issues. And there really aren't any books out there that walk you through the process of healing and show you all the steps along the way. And so I wanted to write a simple guide that would help people that were hurting, like I was back then, and make it make the path easier for them to uh, follow. And we're glad you wrote your book because here on this show, Doctor, we try to touch one heart each and every night, and I'm sure tonight, in this hour, we will. Dr. Carrie Joyce is our special guest, and the good doctor and I return on the other side of this two-minute break as the Exxon continues right here live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. I was walking home from school on a cold winter day. Took a shortcut through the woods, and I lost my way. It was getting late, and I was scared and alone. But then a kind old man took my hand and led me home. Now, Mama couldn't see him. Oh, but he was standing there And I knew in my heart He was the answer to my prayers Oh, I believe there are angels among us Sent down to us from somewhere up above They come to you and me in our darkest hours 
to show us how to live. Welcome back. Uh, Dr. Carrie Joyce is our special guest, and we're talking about can angels and spirituality help you to heal deep psychological wounds? And uh, Dr. Joyce, are we born with happiness and lightheartedness? I believe that we are. Um, some people think that, that, that we're not, that we're born depressed, but I, I really believe that we are born happy and lighthearted, and if we were loved every day of our lives, loved and respected, that we would grow up being happy, lighthearted people. I think it's all the experiences in life, you know, the traumas, the, the put-downs, the, the negativity that makes us become um, sad and depressed and, and anxious. Now, how does calling on your angels help you with psychotherapy? Well, calling on your angels can help you in all kinds of ways. In fact, you never know how the angels will help. They, um, they have lots of creative, oftentimes even funny ways of, of showing up and making your life better. But it always helps to bring spirituality into the healing process. And when you call on your angels, what I always tell my clients is just watch and see all the fun and interesting ways that they will show up in your life. They, you know, sometimes it'll be a friend showing up that you, you know, you didn't know was coming just at the moment when you really need them. Sometimes it's, it's money when you're broke. Um, sometimes it's a book falling off the shelf that tells you exactly what you need to know for that next step of your growth. They help in, in thousands of different ways, and, and it's just always fun and fascinating to watch how they're going to come through at the times that they do. How did you first connect with the angels? Well, you know, my mother uh, was really into angels when I was young, mm-hmm. and I, I think I picked it up from her. I just, I just have always had a, an interest in angels. They've, um, they've just always felt... Uh, comforting and loving and uh, compassionate to me and so when I was going through dark times in my own life I learned to call on the angels and you can actually like I said a little earlier you can actually feel their presence you know you you mentioned a tingly yes. sensation going through your body that's oftentimes how I know the angels are there um, when I'm asking for help it's like I'll just get shivers all the way through my body and um, it's just a feeling of like, yeah, they're here. They they've arrived, <laughs> and uh, so at the times when I was in the in the deepest, darkest despairs in my life, um, they would show up. Like like for example, I am a I'm a sexual abuse survivor, and uh, when I was working through my own abuse, I I went through times where I felt like I was just at the bottom of a well with no way out you know there was there was no ladder out of the well and at those times i would just pray to the angels and to god for for divine help to just even to feel hope again just to feel a moment of hope because i felt so so depressed and so lost um and always when i would ask you know not always in the ways that i thought it would come but always i would get that help that i was asking for and the hope would come back and I'd make it through another day and then little by little it got better and better and so I always teach my clients to do the same thing you know always ask the angels for help because they will help you if you simply remember to ask. Do you think that people who ask for the help of angels expect too much sometimes that they expect the quick fix solution and not to be guided by the angels to their own solutions? Well 
Certainly. You, you can't expect um, the angels just to do it for you. You have to be willing to do your own work. Um, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to take away the pain so that you don't have to learn what you have to learn mm -hmm. from it, but they are going to help you and support you in the process of your own healing. So, yeah, I think you shouldn't expect them to, you know, uh, you know, take away the pain so you don't, so you don't have to do anything. Um, but if you're willing to roll up your own sleeves and do the work that's in front of you that you need to do for your own healing process, then the angels will always be there to help and support and guide you in that process. All right. Just taking that one step further, can the symptoms or a symptom like depression or anxiety or a crisis in your life be a wake-up call that's been orchestrated by the angels on your higher self? Or, or, or your higher self? I think they can be. Um, I definitely think the angels... Um, they want you to be all that you can be, and if you are limiting yourself in your life, and if you're stuck in a in a job that you hate, or stuck, you know, in a bad relationship, or being abused, um, sometimes the angels will create. I believe, you know, the angels or your higher self, whatever, mm -hmm. however you want to think of it, will create a crisis that forces you to grow. Um, for example, I had a client just recently who came in, you know, sobbing. This is actually a, a, a a strong, you know, firefighter, um, a very macho man, and he came in crying, sobbing, because his wife had left him. Oh, gosh. And it was a huge crisis in his life. But in the process of healing from that divorce, he all went back and was able to work through issues that he had with his father as a, as a young boy. And it totally turned his life around and made him grateful in the end that he even went through the crisis because he got a piece of himself back that he wouldn't have had otherwise. So, you know, I think the angels or your higher self oftentimes puts you into those kinds of situations so that you can grow and so that you can become the person that you were meant to be in the world. Now, can you describe the process of emotional healing that you discuss in Choosing Lightheartedness? I can. Um, emotional healing is just getting deeply in touch with your feelings, um, learning how to really express the deepest feelings and get them out and release them. Um, I just had a, little, uh, a client a little while ago today who, who had some deep feelings going on and, and has a really hard time expressing her feelings. And I simply took a teddy bear off of my couch and, and sat it on the couch and said, uh, you know, make this be the person that you're upset with and talk to that person and tell them, you know, what, what really hurts. And in the, as, as, as she did that, you know, she started to cry and she started to release some of the pain that she had been carrying. And that's, you know, that's the simplest ver version of emotional healing. It's, it's expressing what you really feel at a, at a deep down level and getting it out of yourself and actually letting it go so that you can set yourself free from that pain that you've been carrying. Many times the pain is not only from the present, but it also goes back, you know, like I said, to childhood, because many times it's uh, something in the present actually triggers something from the past, and that's that old pain that we are still trying to release, or I believe our angels want us to release, because that old trauma or that old pain is holding us back from being who we were really meant to be, like I was saying before. Right. Who do you think the angels are, Doctor? Well, I think the angels are messengers of God. Um, I don't, 
you know, I don't, I don't really try to analyze it a lot more than that in depth. I believe that, you know, um, the angels come from mm-hmm. God and uh, come to help us whenever, like I said, whenever we call on them. I believe that there are thousands of unemployed angels just waiting at any moment for any of us to say, please help me. <laughs> and they always come when you ask them. Now, what about the law of attraction that's discussed in the movie The Secret? Does using the law of attraction help your emotional and psychological healing process? I do uh, believe that it does. The law of attraction teaches you to focus on what you really want and to imagine yourself already being there. And, And the idea of the law of attraction is that when you can see yourself already there, um, having what you want, feeling it, smelling it, you know, touching it, seeing it, using all of your senses as if it's already happening, you are actually then magnetizing to you whatever it is that you are focusing on. And the same uh, law that works, you know, for, for getting a new car, you know, if you visualize yourself in that new car and you keep doing that over time, you will magnetize a car like that into your life. But the same thing is true for uh, focusing on emotional health. If you see yourself happy and healthy and you let yourself really get the feeling of being happy and healthy and imagine it using all of your senses, you know, seeing it, hearing it, smelling it, touching it, um, using all of your senses in the process, you will also magnetize to you that, that happiness and lightheartedness that you're looking for. Just like a child who's pretending to be a policeman or a fireman when they're playing, and later on in life they choose the career of being a policeman or a fireman. Exactly. Exactly, because they don't know. Mm -hmm. You know, nobody's told them yet that you can't do it. So they imagine it, and they create it, and it comes about. So, you know, we all did it naturally when we were children, and and then we were told, you know, you can't do that. You know, don't, don't expect so many good things in your life. But, but the truth is, you can do that. And if you, if you simply learn to focus on the desired result that you want in your life, it has a very funny way of coming about in your life. The law of attraction is true. It really works. Before the movie, The Law of Att- the, uh, the Secret, there was this old saying, if you confess it, you will possess it. Aha. <laughs> That's a great one. I haven't, heard, I haven't heard it that way. But, yeah, what, if, you can, if you can feel it, if you can imagine it, if you can see yourself already there, mm-hmm. it, will, it will be magnetized into your life. Your unconscious mind just takes that and begins to bring it into your life in ways that you and I can't even understand. The, the unconscious mind is, is very mysterious and wonderful, and it has amazing ways to bring the good into your life if you are open to it. Dr. Carrie Joyce, please stand by. You and I have to take our commercial break with the news at the bottom of the hour. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon on the Talkstar Radio Network and on Exxon TV. If you'd like to give us a call and speak to Dr. Carrie Joyce, our toll-free number is one 528 8255 Now that's toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii at one 528 8255. For more information on The Good Doctor, www.carry-joys.com. That's K-A-R-I-J-O-Y-S.com. And Dr. Carrie Joyce and I will be back after the news as we continue live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Talkstar Radio Network and Dexone TV. All hit radio. 
to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. so sweet so I turned myself to face me but I've never caught a glimpse how the others must see the faker I'm much too fast to take that test change turn and face the strain change Welcome back to the Exxon. Dr. Carrie Joyce is our special guest. And uh, Dr. Joyce, the the fast pace that we live in today's society, does this have a lot to play with the the depression and the the psychological problems that we're facing? I think the fast pace does contribute um, to the depression that we have today because our lives are so fast we don't have time for ourselves. We mm-hmm. don't have time to... Um, to sit down and talk to people that we love. We're, we're running, 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 trying to accomplish so much, you know, trying to buy so many things that we don't take time to meet our basic needs uh, for support and love and, and just compassion with other people. What is the biggest change you've seen in the family life in America today? Well, certainly, you know, in well, in our lifetime, the amount of TV that people watch is is dramatic. Mm-hmm. You know, when I, when I was young, people were starting to watch TV, but now people watch TV all the time, and so that affects the family. And then, of course, computers and everybody being on the internet and and everybody you know going off into their separate corners instead of even being in a family situation with each other. Everybody's off in their own corners, so they're. So they're not together, and then mother is going to work. Um, so nobody's home when the kids come home from school. There are so many things that are taking time away from our families being together and just having time to enjoy each other and really showing an interest in each other. All of those things um, affect, you know, children's emotional needs being met and uh, having the guidance and the support that they need to become strong, confident. Uh, happy human beings. Children growing up today, uh, we you know they have, like you were saying, uh, the uh, the internet is a, is a is a tool if used properly. But they also have these video games uh, that are rather violent, graphic, and explicit. Right. The uh, the the video games do they can they play a part an unwanted part in the child's development? Anything that you do, that go, that you do on a regular basis, that goes into your unconscious mind by repetition, absolutely will play a part in your development. So, I I think you know any kind of violence uh, in a child's life, whether it's on TV or whether it's a video game, um, is going to be detrimental. I that's my belief system. I I think that you know children need to be taught about love and cooperation, and they need to learn 
you know, uh, conflict resolution rather than, you know, rather than winning and losing and, and violence and, and destruction. It seems that uh, the, um, the amateur sports that children get into these days are turning into more of a conflict than anything else. You know, you've got parents who are, who are, who are fighting with other parents. Uh, the children get into a fight, and it turns into a fiasco. And then you have these mothers who want to relive their lives through their children. You know, Absolutely, so yeah, <laughs> pushing the kids to be everything that they were never able to be when they were young. That's right. um, yeah, it's very sad what parents are doing with their kids today. We should be teaching our kids how to be a part of a team and how to be good losers as well as good winners. You know, we should be teaching them the importance of family and, and friends rather than winning and losing. Um, it's, it's just it's out of control, I think, in our, in our society. Plus, the divorce rate has gone sky high. People right. don't stay and together. So they many, yeah, so many times um, kids don't get to spend uh, quality time with both parents. Maybe, you know, one of them is not even in the area or one of them is not involved in any way. And children need to know that they are loved and supported by both parents. And they, they do so much better when their parents can get along with each other, even if they can't be married, if they could be friendly yeah. with each other. You know, it makes a huge difference. I think some parents who get divorced forget that they're going to be together in one way or another throughout the life of the child. Absolutely. That's what I always tell people who come to my office um, and are thinking about divorce. I always say, you know, whether you end up together or apart, you're, you're going to be parents of these children for the rest of their life. And, you know, what happens to you, um, you can overcome because you're adults, mm-hmm. but the children will will uh, have to suffer the consequences of your choices right now for the rest of their life. So even if you're not going to be together, you really need to learn how to get along and learn how to make your kids the top priority and then follow through because those little lives will be affected forever by what you do right now. What about children and Ritalin? What is your uh, What are your com- uh, comments on that? Well, I really don't like medications except when they are absolutely necessary. So I'm I'm always for anything natural mm-hmm. first, and using medication only you know when absolutely necessary. I think that far too many children are put on Ritalin, and uh, are you know they're not using other natural ways of dealing with them first of all and. Uh, Anyway, I think it's a huge shame. We, we learn to rely on drugs at a young age, and then how are we supposed to learn, you know, basic social skills later in life um, or just how to relate to other people? We need, again, we need to teach our children, and we need to role model um, loving, healthy, compassionate behavior and, you know, like I said, good communication, conflict resolution, you can teach that to kids when they're when they're six years old. They don't. You don't have to wait until they're 21 and have already, you know, uh, got into difficult situations in their life. You can teach it while they're young and let it be a part of them as they're growing up, and it will make a huge difference. We see children, as far as I'm concerned, already know about conflict resolution. When kids have a fight, they scrap it out. The next thing you know, they're best of friends. That's true. Um, if they if <laughs> if they have role modeling that is like that, but I think um, too often kids have unresolved emotions of their own, and um, those emotions um, will come out in those conflicts they have with other kids mm-hmm. if they if they don't know how to you know express their own feelings and 
and deal with their own emotions in healthy ways. How about, um, oh my gosh, um, you were mentioning a few minutes ago about natural ways instead of using Ritalin and other pharmaceuticals. How, what would you, what would you suggest if I came to you with my son or my daughter and I said, Doctor Carrie Joyce, you know the people at school want to put a uh, little Sally on Ritalin. What do you suggest? How could I? What could I do that would be natural so I wouldn't have to give my little Sally this this uh, this chemical drug? Well, you know, um, children and ADD are, are not actually my specialty, so I don't want to, you know, I don't want to give advice okay. uh, where I'm not where I'm not an expert. But I, I can tell you that I have heard many times that um, things like homeopathy has mm-hmm. has um, uh, ways of dealing with ADD that um, are natural, um, and even vitamins and. Um, healthy food, you know, staying away from things like red dye in, in your food or, or red food coloring. There's um, there's lots of things that you can do. You can go on the Internet and start to research, you know, healthy, natural ways. Um, but, you know, kids need, uh, they need face-to-face communication with people that care about them every day. And if you're not giving them that, you can expect them to act out and, and misbehave. So they, you know, they need uh, attention from their parents. They need time, not you know, not just um, food in their mouth and clothes on their on their backs and and sent off to school. They need somebody that really cares, that's really interested, that's really taking time, spending time, um, showing an interest in the child's um, in the child's talents and abilities. Um, I just think children need a lot more attention than they get as the norm. And if and if children. We're, get, we're, we're getting that, you know, they would grow up to be much healthier adults. I actually work much more with adults than with kids myself, but I work with adults on the issues that they have today because of what happened to them as children. So I'm always at the other end of the spectrum helping them heal, you know, what was wrong way back then. Do a lot of and adults, do a lot of adults, doctor, bring baggage from their youth into their grown lives? Almost all of them. Uh, it's, it's, you know, yes. It's, it's. I would say, 95% of adults have brought baggage from childhood into their adult life. You know, they, something, you know, as an adult is triggering them today, but it always goes back in some way to something that happened uh, when they were small, and they are still trying to resolve that old trauma or pain or. Um, discomfort, whatever it happened to be way back when, you know, maybe maybe their parents, um, maybe one of their parents was alcoholic and they never got, you know, the love and attention from that parent. So they're looking to find somebody today to love them the way their parent never did. Or maybe um, or maybe a teacher was, was negative um, or put them down in class and they felt humiliated and, and uh, unwanted or, you know, and, and Again, still today, they'll be recreating that situation, maybe in their work or maybe in their personal relationships. But there's always some way that we recreate whatever we have not resolved from the past so that we can resolve it this time. And, uh, you know, we were talking about that a little while ago when we were talking about angels. Um, I believe that the angels actually want us to get in touch with whatever it was that wasn't healed in our unconscious mind because they, they want us to... Um, 
to release that so that we can become who we really were meant to be in the world and do what we came here to do. You said a few minutes ago that, you know, a lot of the, you know, go on the Internet and, and, you know, look for the information. Don't you think that by people going onto the Internet to find the, to find out what ails them can be a little dangerous at times? I think it can be dangerous. Uh, I'm not suggesting do that instead of talking to a professional. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, I'm just suggesting, you know, gather your own research and and also talk to a professional. When it comes to something like ADD and medication, you definitely need to deal with a professional. But it, it never hurts to research a topic yourself and go in there being knowledgeable about what you're talking about um, rather than, you know, rather than giving all your power away, uh, at least have some basic knowledge of what you're asking and, and even know the questions to ask when you go. But I, like I say, I, I know that uh, ADD has been helped by um, nutritional supplements or homeopathy, um, and I... I strongly believe that if you are looking for a natural uh, way to deal with it, that you will find it. ABC News reports that 16 million Americans are on antidepressants at any given time. What are your feelings about antidepressants? I, I feel strongly that antidepressants are over-prescri- over-prescribed in our culture. Um, I mean, if you watch TV at night, mm-hmm. about every other commercial, if not every one, is, is some kind of a medication and uh, like you said, it's, it's kind of scary that all of those medications are out there and people are saying, I need that, I need that, um, I- instead of, of uh, even trying natural ways of healing first. You know, the, the medications, they make it look so easy. You know, take this pill and you'll be all better. But uh, antidepressants don't make it all better. Um, as a matter of fact, getting back to spirituality and angels, um, it's much harder when you're on an antidepressant to get the guidance and get the intuition that your that your higher self or your angels uh, is trying to give you because you, antidepressants numb you out. They make you kind of numb and dull many times, and uh, it's harder to be alive and active and um, happy in your life when you're numb and you're mm-hmm. and you're dull. What happens, doctor, if a person is part of a religious philosophy or, or is part of a religious organization that doesn't accept angels as part of the as part of the uh, the um, their, their group? belief system? Yes. Well, I don't. You know, I don't try to ever um, promote my belief system over somebody else's. I I always tell people to find your own spirituality. I I personally love angels, and and most spiritual belief systems do uh, have a belief in angels, but if if not, you know, um, simply call on your own spirituality in whatever way you feel comfortable with. I don't, you know, I don't assume that my way is the only way. Mm -hmm. I just... I just think that angels are fun. They make you laugh. They, you know, they brighten up your life, and that's why I like them. Um, but, you know, spirituality, whatever your spirituality is, if you pursue it and call on it to help you in your healing process, it will help you. Um, you know, God is always there, and, and God will always um, is always listening and always hears you. You might not get the answers the way you expect them, but if you are asking and believing um, that that it's possible, you will get the help that, that you're asking for. It just might come in different ways than you thought. 
Dr. Carrie Joyce, please stand by. We have to take a commercial break, with the, and we will be back shortly. This is our last break for this hour. In the next hour, Exxon Nation, we're going to be talking uh, to the gentleman, Rick Jacobs, who took some interesting photos in Pennsylvania uh, using a um, time-lapse photography method. We're also going to be speaking to Ellen West from Premier Psychics about uh, what the psychic impression is from Premier and their psychics on whether Bigfoot is real and, if so, where he is. And still to come, our final hour, Patrick Hook with the Hook Report. My name's Rob McConnell, and this is the X-Zone, live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Welcome back, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. Dr. Carrie Joyce is our special guest this hour. And uh, do you think that doctors prescribe antidepressants and anti-anxiety pills simply because they don't know what else to do, doctor? I do. I think that that doctors are not trained um, for emotional issues. And often they, you know, they have good hearts and they are trying to help their uh, Mm -hmm. patients the best they know how, but they simply don't get trained with emotional healing and so they don't know what to do um they are however constantly um i believe they're barraged by the um pill companies that are trying to get them to promote to promote their medications so so they're being constantly you know uh encouraged to prescribe medication but nobody's teaching them um natural ways of dealing with emotional issues and and if they if they learn those, you know, many times you don't need an antidepressant. There are so many things that you can do to to heal naturally, like simply going for a walk three times a week. Um, they say will give you the same the same uh, feeling or the same uh, benefit as taking an antidepressant. Or eating healthy foods um, and taking vitamins. There's lots of studies now that show that vitamins and healthy foods greatly improve your emotional health. So those two things, along with, you know, what I strongly believe in is learning how to express your feelings and how to release the old baggage that you've been carrying. All of those ways will help you to heal emotionally. And uh, if, if doctors were simply trained and encouraged to promote the natural ways, I believe that many people um, could get better and learn to deal with their lives uh, naturally instead of taking antidepressants. We don't know the long-term effects of antidepressants. You know, this, the antidepressants haven't been around long enough for us to do long-term studies. So 
um, you know, there's there's a good possibility that they are um, contributing to other illnesses that we get later on because we're not dealing with those issues that we need to deal with. But wouldn't you agree, doctor, that there are times when pharmaceuticals are necessary? Yes, I would. Yes, I would. I, I think that there are times um, when they are totally appropriate. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that they are appropriate um, as regularly as they are prescribed. Doctor, we've got about 30 seconds. Can you tell us about your online course? I can. It's called The Journey to Lightheartedness, and uh, you can get to it by going to my website at www.kari-joys.com. And uh, it, it's an um, interactive course where you get to watch uh, flash movies and you get to hear guided visualizations that I do online. And uh, it's, you, it's very much like being in therapy with me, but you can do it online. So it's safe. You can do it in your own home. You don't have to you know, go um, talk to a stranger if you don't want to, but you can get an idea of what you can do right now to change your life. Dr. Carrie Joyce, thank you very much for joining us tonight, and um, the best of luck to you. Thank you so much. Bye bye, and say Thanks hi to your angels. Uh-huh. Bye bye. Say hi to your angels for me. Thank you. I will. Bye bye now, <laughs> Dr. Carrie Joyce. www.carrie-joyce.com. When we come back from the news at the top of the hour, we're going to be talking about Bigfoot as the Exxon continues live and around the world right here on the Talk Star Radio.